Thanks for joining us for The Whole Spectrum. I'm Katherine Parks, and I'm here with my husband, Eric, to talk about what it means, in the words of Francis Schaeffer, for the Lordship of Christ to permeate the whole spectrum of life. And for us, our view of art in particular. We love to discuss the films we see from a Christian perspective, so we invite you to join us as we cover the whole spectrum of the movie world, from classics to independent films to blockbusters. Welcome to the show. Uh, today we're going to be talking about television. Normally we talk about movies, and that's kind of what the podcast is geared toward. But we kind of just want to talk about TV today. Uh, the loophole is that television is becoming as good as movies as far as uh, a lot of the budgets and production values. So, um, yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about our favorite shows of 2016. We're a little behind the times now as we're presenting this in March. Uh, but I think it's a worthy exercise and should be fun to get into a few of the shows we enjoyed. Um, Catherine, how are you doing today, by the way? Wait, we're doing this about 2016? Yeah, what we, what we watched from 2016. Does that mean like the 2016 to 2017 season? Uh, yeah, yeah. Shows that are still ongoing, sure, that works. Yeah. Okay. I just feel like I mis misunderstood the assignment. And now I'm going to get a bad grade. <laughs> nope. I will give you an A plus, A for effort. Thank you. At least. Uh, so let me just run through a list of some of the things we watched last year and uh, enjoyed. Um, I think This Is Us was definitely one of our, our favorite ones we kept up with pretty regularly. You watched The Crown. Mm -hmm. I watched The Good Place and Blackish and Atlanta. We both watched Stranger Things. I watched American Crime. You, uh, we both watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I watched The Jim Gaffigan Show. We both watched The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story. And I've watched, I'm going through Speechless right now on NBC. Uh, are there any that I'm missing? Well, it sounds like one of us watches a lot more TV than the other one. From... Yes, I, you have a life. I apparently, <laughs> I apparently have no life. I've watched a lot of Ninjago and... <laughs> Uh, Various children's shows. Yes. Disney. Disney okay, classics. well, let's start with one that you saw that I did not see, and that was Netflix. Uh, Netflix's? Mm. Netflix's <laughs> The Crown. <laughs> yeah. I think going, like, if we went back, you would really enjoy it uh, for multiple reasons. But yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about this on our podcast we did with our friend Dan Darling, but. Um, I think it was just well done in every way. And um, what kind of fascinated me most about it was the treatment of uh, Winston Churchill and kind of seeing more of him in his twilight years and uh, John Lithgow, mm -hmm. Lithgow? Yeah. Okay. Uh, portrays him just amazingly. And so, I mean, the whole show, it, it raises questions. And I told someone I watched, you know, 10 episodes and still had no clue really what the monarchy does, but, but it's fascinating and super well done. So what's the one sentence synopsis for someone who hasn't seen it, but you'd, you'd probably want to tell them what it's about and recommend it, I assume. Could you break it down to one or two sentences? Yeah, so it's uh, Queen Elizabeth II, who's the reigning queen in England, and it's uh, the story of her early years on the throne. Good. Well, that was a pretty easy, nice little breakdown. Uh, and so definitely a recommend from you? Yes, okay. for sure. Uh, are there any others that 
you saw that I didn't this past um, year? Yeah, one that wasn't on your list was Victoria, uh, the BBC miniseries, or series, I guess. Uh, and it was interesting watching that and The Crown, uh, both about, you know, British queens, monarchs. And um, that was well done. I didn't enjoy it quite as much as The Crown. But it was really interesting uh, just seeing the way that Victoria, in, in a lot of ways, you know, her, her coming to power is very similar to Queen Elizabeth, but uh, the way that she and the story is really mostly about her and Albert. And, you know, if you've seen the movie The Young Victoria, it's similar oh, yeah, to yeah, that, but just kind of yeah. gives more of her place in politics and um, her romance with him. And, yeah, it's really, it's, it's definitely well done. I just didn't think it was quite as good as The Crown. Gotcha. Uh, so a few that I enjoyed from last year, Atlanta was definitely one, and I think that that win Emmy, the Emmy for best best television show last year. That was really good. Uh, Blackish was another one. I'm, I actually just picked that one up, the third season. So I've just been watching this year, and there are a couple episodes I don't completely agree with. Uh, it gets a little agenda-ish, but overall, it's it's really funny, insightful, consistently funny. And same with Atlanta, they're made from the African-American point of view and what it's like to be a minority in the United States, especially at this particular time. And so it's really insightful um, as far as, as how they view them themselves, but also how uh, the African-American community is viewed by outsiders, by the majority, I guess you would say. Yeah, I think it's interesting with both of those. I mean, I haven't, I've seen a couple of episodes of um, Blackish and enjoyed those but it's just I think that it has to be the mark of what good persuasive art is because mm -hmm. you're you're in it and you're enjoying it and you're being affected by it maybe in ways that you don't realize and I, th I think just seeing you know you talk about it and what you appreciate about it um, it's something that's being done really well, I think, specifically on television right now. Yeah. Uh, one of the recent episodes I watched of Blackish was the mom and the little daughter were going into a toy store and they wanted to get the girl a little baby doll for her birthday um, because she was trying to exchange a white baby doll she'd been given. And so they go in there and they're like, hey, can we see any of the black dolls? Well, they've got two and one is a slave and one is Oh, I can't remember what the other one was, but it was obviously pretty demeaning. Uh, and so they start this whole revolution called Black Toys Matter. And it's funny, but also it stings a little bit because they're, they're, they're making us think about bigger, bigger issues, bigger social issues. So it's just a good way, uh, I guess that's what kind of the definition of social satire. So I thought, yeah, particularly those two shows uh, were really good. Another one we watched together was The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's an FX show. Mm -hmm. But we watched it on Netflix. That was pretty phenomenal, I thought. We both grew up, this was what, 93, 94-ish happening. Um, you and I both grew up watching the big Bronco chase on live TV. And we kind of remember where we were and what we were doing. We were young enough that we didn't really understand all of it, but old enough that we were somewhat intrigued. And of course, the, the court, um, the trial drags out for however long, months. Uh, yeah, and over so, a year, I think. Yeah, and so we, you know, we're kids, we don't care that much. Um, but we do remember names like uh, Chris Darden, Robert Shapiro, um, Marsha Clark. And so to see it now from a grown-up's perspective, you know, 20, 
three years later, whatever it's been, was really neat to kind of get the inside scoop. And, and there aren't a lot of lovable characters in the show, but I thought Robert Kardashian was fascinating to me, especially the way he was portrayed as, as a Christian who was loyal, he was praying for his friend, he gives OJ a Bible when he goes to jail. Uh, I thought that was really neat um, how he was portrayed, and I, I assume that's pretty accurate. I don't guess they would just make that up, uh, but it does make an interesting contrast. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's the only hero of the whole thing, <laughs> really, when you peel it all away. You know, I had watched the, the documentary, the ESPN documentary, yeah. and uh, it was, I think the two complement each other so well. Um, and we even watched some of the documentary after we finished with the final episode of the, oh, yeah. the scripted series. Uh, but just, you're kind of watching it thinking, okay, well, they're making this stuff up. Some of this can't have actually happened. And then you watch the documentary and you're like, wow, it's crazier even than it was. It was a circus sideshow for a lot of the trial, it seemed like. But once again, similar to the documentary or the shows that you're talking about, um, it just asks some hard questions as you're watching it because you have these uh, preconceived notions before you watch it and then you have you're you're watching it from a certain framework and realizing well I think this but why do I think that yeah. and you're having to ask yourself questions and I think we had a really good time talking through some of that yeah another show I enjoyed is on NBC called The Good Place it's about a girl who dies and she doesn't they don't call it heaven and hell, but it's the good place and the bad place. So this girl goes to the good place and it's just perfect, everything is wonderful, but it's pretty evident she doesn't belong there because they keep getting to these funny flashbacks of her and her life on earth and she was just a horrible person, completely self-centered, a drunk, mean, <laughs> just all the silliest things you can imagine. Um, but I think the idea is that in this, in this life that if we've done enough good things that there's a literal tally a point system where if you score enough points you go to the good place if you don't score enough you go to the bad place um, so it's very much a workspace understanding of religion and christianity um, but you know I, I understand that i don't agree with that and it's not true the way things work in the christian belief but the way i view it uh, is this lady um, mistakenly is in the good place and she's learning from people who actually were wonderful people, who served others, who were selfless. And so as she's learning, she is becoming a better person. So I kind of view it as sanctification um, throughout her, her journey in the good place. And eventually she's going to be found out. Uh, I don't want to give away the show. It's a 30-minute comedy on NBC. And I guess uh, the second season will probably start in the fall. That's one that I thought was pretty consistently funny uh, and gets you, gets you thinking too occasionally. Yeah, you've shown me a few scenes and episodes, and it's. I think I'm. You're too far into it now for me to really get what's going on, but yeah, sorry. But yeah, it's enjoyable. Uh, one of I think our favorite, one of my favorite shows from last year was definitely Stranger Things on Netflix. We put out a, a crowdsourcing um, Facebook kind of invite to people uh, a little while ago, asking what other people's favorite shows of 2016 were, and Stranger Things came up several times. It was, man, it's a big hit. What yeah. were your th uh, initial thoughts on Stranger Things? It, it Well, it's hard to really describe without, I mean, because anyone who hasn't seen it has definitely heard about it. Sure. And uh, it's it's E.T. meets what, like? 
Goonies. And yeah, it's all of these 80s Spielberg kind of 80s movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's a story of the disappearance of a kid and, and his friends and other people in the community trying to find him mm -hmm. along with the help of a very odd girl <gasps> who shows up. Her name is Eleven, but I guess we don't want to give away too, too much. If you haven't seen it, I guess most people have seen it. But I think it's well worth the time if you're interested in kind of a sci-fi slant. It's also got some horror elements, so there are some scary moments. Um, so if that's not your thing, maybe stay away. There are a lot of excruciating facial expressions from Winona Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet little Winona. Yeah, but I mean, it, what is it, eight episodes? I think yeah. it kept us constantly engaged. Like, you do not believe in binge-watching shows. And no, this I don't is, like it sort of a, a point of contention, I guess you could say, yeah. in our marriage a little bit, because I think let's just, let's just do it. If we've got a few hours, let's watch several episodes. And I also have no self-control yeah, <laughs> with anything. But you don't do that, and you, you actually are very anti-binge-watching. But this was the only show that I think you actually wanted to watch I mean, in a weekend, we watched at least four or five episodes, so. Yeah, which is a lot for us. Yeah. So it's a lot um, for you. I loved the, the 80s nostalgia to it. Uh, I didn't personally just completely love the 80s. You know, it's a lot of hair bands and weirdness. But I could associate the, you know, with having a landline and riding a bike everywhere. So it was very nostalgic in terms of this was, a lot of this was my childhood. So I thought that aspect was really neat. Uh, and these kids are growing up in this time. It's kind of maybe Edenic, the way they're growing up. Um, everything's just wonderful. But then, of course, all this bad stuff happens. And there's even this second dimension called the Upside Down. Don't want to get too far into that, but that's maybe <laughs> sort of the broken world. Um, and they're trying to get back to some amount of normalcy. So I don't know, maybe it's a, a trying to reclaim Eden. Maybe I'm pushing that a little too far. Uh, but I thought it was a fantastic show and well worth, well worth the time. So <laughs> you think I'm stretching it, don't you? You think I'm pushing it too far? I don't know. It's been a while since we've seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't really, I mean, it was enjoyable, purely enjoyable on so many levels. Escapist, um, entertaining, entertaining for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I thought it had like a ton of depth to huh. it, huh. but <laughs> but you are proving me wrong right now. I'm it's rethinking there. everything. It is so there. Uh, another one I saw from last year, American Crime. That one is on ABC, I believe. It deals with such interesting, and I think this was the second season, and I've watched both, and then the third season just started actually a few nights ago. But it it deals with just a lot of social things, racism, classism, I suppose. And this uh, coming up season, it deals with immigration and sex trafficking. It's just kind of a dark, gritty show. If you like dark, gritty dramas, uh, this might be right up your alley. I don't know if you would love it, Catherine, but I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, All right, then. We enjoyed, or I don't know if we've watched the entire first season of The Jim Gaffigan Show. I think it's only did two seasons. Yeah, they, they cut it off. They said it was just too much for their family, and so they they yeah. went out on top, made the decision to stop yeah. doing it. So interesting to see what it's like to live in the heart of New York City, be Catholic, have a profession where a lot of people are really profane, I guess, in their, their act. 
but also trying to raise how many kids does he have? Five. Five kids. Uh, yeah, it's it was pretty funny, and I'm sad to see it end. But it um, it offered some good laughs, offered some kind of spiritual elements as well, and especially with his Catholicism and what he believes and children and guilt and fatherhood and all this. Anyway, yeah, good show. Well, and everyone should watch the episode about the court of public opinion. Yes. It's just such a great uh, statement on our culture. Oh yeah, he tweets something that's mildly offensive toward women and the whole idea is he's he goes to court, goes to trial because all these women are after him and angry about one little thing he said. Uh, and it's, yeah, again, kind of social satire and commentary on what today's craziness looks like. I also watched I've watched some episodes of Speechless on NBC. It stars Minnie Driver, who's fantastic in it, as kind of this overprotective mom of her family, specifically of her son who has cerebral palsy. He can't talk, so he has to have uh, a, a guy, a coach, a helper, <laughs> I don't know what you call it, who basically helps him, helps speak for him. And so it's really neat that it's actually giving a voice to someone with a disability for one, but all, and they just give the kid a lot of dignity. Um, and it's been pretty funny so far. I haven't loved every episode, and it hasn't been consistently funny, but it's one that I've, I've kind of gotten into, so we'll, I'll keep you posted on what I think of Speechless. I think you might like some of it. Yeah, I'm interested. I'd like to watch it. Someone gave that a shout-out on Facebook Oh, well. yeah, yeah. Um, another one on Facebook that somebody liked, Man in the High Castle. You and I watched season one. Sorry, we watched the first three episodes of season one. The concept is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. I think it's really good but it was so kind of slow that that wasn't the main thing for me it was i didn't care about the characters yeah so i don't know i don't know if season two gets any better i think it's more um, like high concept but yeah i don't know i mean dave on facebook says uh that he loved season one and season two was slower yeah. so that may not be yeah. good news for us <laughs> <laughs> uh, another person liked fresh off the boat which i'd like to check that one out I haven't gotten to see that one yet uh, somebody likes Poldark. A couple of people like Poldark. I watched Poldark. What did you think of Poldark? I really liked it. Masterpiece theater kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's one of those period, but it's it's definitely grittier, and uh, the main character is just kind of dealing with a lot of demons, and um, yeah, so it, there's a lot of just kind of inner turmoil and conflict, which is portrayed um, in interesting ways. So. Yeah. Somebody else liked Designated Survivor. Somebody else liked the Goldbergs. Uh, somebody said the Bachelor, just the Bachelor. I think that, <laughs> that was, was being Dave. facetious. <laughs> Haven't really ever watched the Bachelor. Don't really care. Somebody liked Quarry on Cinemax. Um, someone likes the Blacklist. So there are a lot of good suits. Is another one. Uh, 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 Walking Dead. So there are a lot of good comments. Some of these that we yeah probably should check out. Uh, the last one I think we should talk about is This Is Us on NBC. I remember during the Olympics seeing all these commercials, and I thought, this looks like the cheesiest show of all time. Yeah, really Super schmaltzy. melodramatic. I just don't care. And then somehow, I, I was just going to skip it all together, and then you watched the first episode. Yeah. And said, what is the twist ending? And said, there's this crazy twist, and you may have told it to me. I can't remember. Yeah, I did. Because so, I was like, well, he's never going to watch it. Yeah, so really, you hooked me into that one by telling me the twist, and I was like, huh, that's pretty clever. And then watched the second episode, and there was another twist in the second episode. So, 
course we're not going to give that away. Uh, it's one of the most popular shows on network television right now. NBC has struggled the past few years, but all of a sudden in the last, what, two years, they've really picked up on their ratings. Um, so can you kind of break down what you love about This Is Us? Yeah, so it's a family story, generational. Uh, well, a husband and wife, yeah. they have... They have three kids. Three kids. Something happens with one of them, another kid... <laughs> okay, if you haven't seen just, it, then uh, just, yeah. it doesn't matter. But um, the kid is adopted. Yes. So... So I really enjoy This Is Us. I don't know that I love it as much as some people do. I mean, I think uh, the story itself is compelling and uh, just the family nature and kind of it's somewhat honest look at suffering in different ways, and but more like normalized suffering, you know, it's not... Um, you know, it's not war and it's not um, this great m massive um, tragedy. Well, yeah, not like an apocalypse or some. It's not an extreme. It's just daily brokenness. Yeah, and so kind of that, that hunger, that thirst for redemption that you see played out. And I think the relationships are great. The marriage, the focus on marriage and working through difficulties and, and real struggle in marriage is refreshing and um, more honest, I think, than what we get sometimes. Uh, it gets a little bit too emotional for me, like a little bit manipulative in the emotions occasionally. Mm -hmm. But then other episodes are just amazing. Um, I will say, like, Randall's storyline is the one that I mostly care about, and yeah. I would watch a show just about his family for sure. Yeah, well, and I would watch the dad, Jack, any of his storylines. You know, he's a little bit of an Atticus Finch in that he's almost too perfect. He does have his flaws, and you see that pop up throughout the series. But I do love, too, that uh, I think it's so universally loved because you can see yourself in it, whether it's someone struggling with weight and body issues, body image issues, or people who have adopted, or someone who's a parent, someone who's lost a parent, someone who's lost a child someone who's pursuing dreams. There's so much that I think some, anybody can see their self in, and I think that's just these universal ideas of hardship, brokenness, but like you were saying, redemption as well. And they do so well with just individual moments, whether, I guess I don't want to get into specifics, but I think specific uh, certain scenes and moments play out really well. And um, even one, I really loved the, the fireman episode, the man, who had dropped off a baby, and the, that guy, his wife, he and his wife are struggling. And if they're just in one episode. It's pretty short, but I thought that one was really beautiful, personally. So I think the show does does really well overall. Um, like you said, a little bit um, schmaltzy in, in some, but overall I really enjoy it. Yeah. Any other honorable mentions? Anything? From this year or this past year? Uh, nothing that I can think of. Anything you're looking forward to? American Crime, season three. Uh, I'd also like to see, I've watched the first three seasons of Rectify, and I know the fourth season just came out last year, but I haven't seen that yet. That's kind of a Southern Gothic show with a lot of spiritual depth, a lot of symbolism, a lot of things that uh, pay homage to some, some great literature. So that's another one I'm looking forward to. Are there any for you? 
Uh, speaking of great literature, the BBC has a uh, miniseries coming up on the Bronte sisters. Oh, so okay. I'm intrigued by that. Oh, and Broad, Broadchurch. Broadchurch season three, the final season, that's going to be really good, I think. First two seasons were Hopefully. really good. Yeah, we loved the first season especially yeah and it's a, like a six episode commitment so i think that's the best part of it and it takes us like six weeks to watch it because you won't binge watch with me sorry <laughs> so i guess that's it then for this episode if you guys would like to chime in on some of your favorites uh, most of you have done that on facebook um, over the course of this episode we've gotten more People like Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and Chicago Med. I feel <laughs> that like, person's from Chicago. I feel like there's some sort of trend there. I can't quite pick it up. Somebody liked The Get Down. Uh, another, more people are saying, chiming in with This Is Us. So that may be the, um, the big one here, This Is Us, for most people. Anyway, if you like what you hear, let us know. If you don't like what you hear, please let us know. If you want to argue with us a little bit online, social media, please do it. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon.